Hello, happiness questers, and welcome back to another episode where I am seeking my happiness and trying to help you find yours on the way. Wow, it's a twofer. What what kind of deal is this? It's a great one. Today's episode is all about values. Do we have them? What are they? And how do they impact our lives? Hi, and welcome to my goddamn quest for happiness. I am Anne Klein, actor, comedian, and life coach. Okay, sure. This podcast is all about happiness. What makes us happy? What makes some people happier than others? And why can't I get it? I've been reading a lot of books. I've been talking to many, many people, watching lots of YouTube videos, rabbit hole, and I have discovered a few things, and I would love to share just that with you. Let's talk about them values. What the hell are they? I mean, we've all used this word many times before. I think we all know what a value is, technically. But we all are driven by values all the time, um, whether we know it or not. And a value is basically a moral compass. It's something that holds true without needing context. It's always the thing that guides us. Well, <laughs> well or is it? Or is it? Let's say it should be if we want a happy life, apparently. A value is an underlying motivator for for going for something, and it helps us make a decision regardless of what it is about. That's why I said regardless of context. So here it is in different words. Um, a, a value could be something like authenticity, like adventure, like... Um, those are the two values that exist. So that was today's episode. See you next time. A value can be freedom or joy or service, helping others. So there's different types of values. And it's important to know what are your values, what drives you, and use that to help you have a happier and more fulfilled life. So most of us have some kind of goals. There's something we would like to achieve, and often that is driven by a value, but we have externalized this idea, and we have found some kind of external outcome that uh, we we attach our happiness to. So for example, if I'm saying, oh, I would really, really like to own that really big car. I would like a Porsche, please. My value is probably, it could be anything. It could be respect. So my value is respect. What I want is people to respect me. And I think I'm going to get that by owning a big car. Are you compensating for something? I think you might be compensating for something. Um, But it's interesting to then notice that, oh, actually, my value is respect. And is there another healthier way that I could get that? Probably. This is also, funnily enough, so values is obviously something that we use a lot in coaching. We try and figure out what our clients' values are and help them um, uh, use that more, apply that more in their day-to-day. But um, I I don't know if I've mentioned in the past, but I have also trained as an actor. (laughs) You have said it many times, Anne. Shut up. Okay. Anyway, um, something I find really interesting is that this is also something we use quite a bit in acting, but we call it a different thing. Um, Here's a shout out to Andrew, my teacher at RADA, who always said, what's your have to have? What is the thing that you need to get? It's the underlying urge that you're trying to get. And there was an exercise we had, which was wants and needs. 
Is that what, is that what it's called? I don't remember. It was a long time ago. I'm getting old, guys, okay? But basically, the idea there was that we all have the same underlying needs. We are all driven to want the same things, but... Well, not the same things, but the basic idea, you know, we all want to be respected to a certain degree and our ways of achieving that are different. So if you have to play in acting, just to stay with the acting for a little bit, if you have to play a murderer, it might be really hard to empathize with that because, you know, it's hard to say, oh, I can relate to a murderer. And so how do you find the way in? How do you find a way of portraying this character without judging them and with empathy? And the idea is figure out what it was that they wanted to get, that they wanted to achieve by murdering. And if it's saying respect again just to stay with respect because it's the only value i know um if if respect is what you want to achieve maybe the way i would do that would be by being authoritative or by being really good at my job or whatever and the way this murderer has chosen to do it was by killing this person they wanted to uh, assert themselves over them and you know, it's really hard to relate to the action of murdering, but it's really easy to relate to the need to be respected. I hope that's making sense, and I hope I'm not sounding like I'm empathizing with murderers. <sighs> Any hoops. I hope this is making it a bit easier for you. I Some of you might know Christopher Waltz, who uh, Christoph Waltz for us uh, Europeans over here. Uh, <laughs> Christopher Waltz has said in an interview after playing in Inglorious Bastards, he said, well, I don't really worry about being the bad guy. I let the uniform do that. I worry about what is it this character wants. And I think that's the same idea. And what does your character want? The character of your life. <laughs> All right. But this is the same principle. We are trying to find out what are the things that actually drive us and distilling that from our goal is really useful because our goal can make us incredibly unhappy. We can have very unhealthy ways of trying to achieve something. And if we figure out what the value is underneath that we are trying to get, we can find other ways of doing that. I hope that makes sense. So there are different exercises that one can do to figure out what your values are. Again, it could be useful to have another person or a coach. <laughs> am I advertising my services? Maybe I am. Maybe I'm not. Okay, it, it, it could be useful to have an external person question you about it to maybe see some things that you're not seeing. But a good exercise to start with to figure out what your values are is to say, what was one of my peak experiences? What was a time in my life that I was super happy, that I'm really thinking about, and that really made me feel quite whole, quite fulfilled? So let's say you're peak experience was um, that one time you went swimming in the lake with your nephew. Okay, so you could say what I really want in life is to go swimming with family. <laughs> um, but that is not the underlying value. Now, this is the external goal that might sound really tempting to just try and seek that out over and over and over again but what is it underneath that that made it feel so special so it don't the the answers depend on the person i'm just trying to give an example to make it easier to apply to yourself but obviously there's a million correct answers to this and you will know 
what is right for you. And uh, it's more important to ha- find the words that make you feel something <laughs> that, I don't know, that, that just seem right, that feel right to you rather than having the correct word, right? So someone else doesn't have to agree with the word. It just has to mean something to you. So let's say this person who really loved swimming in the lake with their nephew, one of their values might be adventure, I like going out and swimming in the cold water and you don't know what's there. No one else is swimming there. And is it safe or whatnot? So adventure might be something. I've never done it before. It was really thrilling to do this this time. Another one might be... Um Love, maybe connection, is a value because I got to share this moment with my nephew and it felt really special because we were connected, we did something together, just the two of us. We both had a great time. Um, Maybe it's... Maybe your value is to do with nature and you just really like being out within nature and um, experiencing Earth in its fullness. (laughs) I said in the first episode I didn't want to be a tree-hugging kind of person. I think I'm really slowly turning into that. But I think you get the point. There's like different things underlying this experience that are some of the values that are important to you. Now, what you can do is once you've gone through this peak experience and written down all the things that were important to you about this, write them down, list them and see if there's other peak experiences. You can just go through this for a little while. So if I were in a room with you right now, I would ask you more questions about it. What was it about this that was important? You know, maybe you say, oh, I like being in nature. And then I could question you some more what is it about being in nature that was so nice and maybe it's being connected to (laughs) your roots or maybe it's um so it could be integrity or um authenticity actually more likely uh or it could be um it could be the sense of freedom. There's nothing around. I felt really free. Then maybe freedom is the value underneath. So it's good to probe, to keep asking. So what is it about that that made it feel good, that made it feel special? And then you find out what the value is underneath and you do a few of those. And then the next step is look at some time that you were really frustrated, that you got really angry. And what were the values there that weren't being met? So that we're being suppressed. Maybe you got really upset when your neighbor got yelled at. <laughs> this is so specific and I'm just making it up. Your neighbor got yelled at for leaving their car out and you could tell it wasn't their fault because actually their daughter came to visit and it was their car. And now this person, this random person who doesn't know anything about your neighbor and your neighbor is a great person, they're just yelling at them for no reason. And you get really upset because why? Why, I wonder. So one of your values might be fairness. You get really upset because you are witnessing something, the the situation is unfair, and you're having to suppress your value of fairness. Okay, maybe it's maybe it's equality. Why do you think you're better than my neighbor just because he left his car out? Even if he did, you know, he's still equal to you, so treat him that way. Maybe it's equality. Maybe it's independence. You like that your neighbor was being independent by just leaving the car wherever he wanted and someone else is trying to suppress that and it really upsets you. So (laughs) this is a really bizarre example, but I think still 
it makes a point. So just look at a moment that you got frustrated and and ask yourself, what was it about this situation that made me so upset? And were there any of my values that were being suppressed in this moment? And again, write them all down. And again, keep asking, you know, if it's if it's still too vague, if it's still too broad, keep asking questions to find out what was it and what is it about that that is important to me until you find the one word, the distilled term that is describing perfectly what it is you feel inside. I feel like breaking into song, but I won't. I actually also don't feel like breaking into song. I don't know why I said that, but sometimes we lie. Maybe maybe honesty is one of your values and you get really upset right now, but I am sorry, you're gonna have to live with it. And then you can ask yourself things like, what is really important to me? What would I need? You know, uh, apart from the basic needs that need to be met, like shelter and food and, you know, clothing and all those things, um, what do I need to feel like I can live my life properly and figure out what are the values underneath that. So those are just some probes. Those are just some questions. You can play around with it. You can have fun with it. You can try and figure out what it is for you that matters most. And then once you've written all of those down, and usually (laughs) there's quite a lot of words that come up with that because there's a lot of values underlying our actions. Uh, And once you have all of that, try and regroup them into similar themes thematically the same. Uh, There can be lots of themes, so it's better, I think, to have more themes with a small amount of words than to really group together too many words that aren't actually linked that closely. And once you've done that, try and find one word that that describes that theme and find a word that rings true for you, as I have said earlier. This is such an inspiring talk. I really feel like, man, we can conquer the world together if you just follow my lead. (laughs) This is guaranteed to make you happy. Buy my product for only $9.99. All right, and then you have a list of words that describe your groups, your themes, and now try and rank them from 1 to 10 or however many you have. Just rank them by order of importance. And the first, I would say, three values are the most important ones. So these are the ones that really, really feel important to you and they really do guide your actions. And Just looking at that and thinking about how much of that is showing up in your life is already quite interesting. So for some of us, maybe you start realizing these are my values, but the majority of the things I have to do in my day go against those values. So if you feel quite upset all the time, this might be a good hint at what the problem might be. So let's say one of your values is fairness and you work as a you work in client services and you have been instructed by your boss to just make sure you're not giving any returns to your customer no matter what they say the customer is always wrong that is my motto (laughs) um This is just an example once again, but if that is your job, because there definitely are jobs like that out there, I may or may not have had one of those. If one of your value is fairness, you're going to get really upset because there's a lot of tension between what you have to do as your job and what you feel is right in your gut. Um, Maybe it might be a good idea to try and look for a new job. Hmm? How do you feel about that? Tell me how that makes you feel. Um, maybe you want to get a new job. Maybe you want to have a conversation with your boss and say, hey, maybe there's a different way for us to approach this. You know, maybe there's something you can do to change your approach to the job to bring in some of your value. Maybe you've gotten a job or, you know, a hobby or whatever it is you do, the thing that you're having issues with. Maybe you, you got a job 
because it did represent a certain value you had. And it turns out that the reality of this job is not actually to do with this value. So this is also interesting to look at. You know, if we went in with a certain preconception and it's actually not met and we've never stopped to question it, now's the time. Maybe your job does have your values. Maybe it applies your values. It uses your values. And it's interesting for you to remind yourself of that because it gives you meaning. So if you can ask yourself, what am I doing this for? And you realize, okay, actually the underlying thing here is to do with my value. I do help other people with this. And that is very important to me. So even though it's exhausting, it's long hours, it's whatever, it doesn't pay too well, I still feel motivated to go in because actually at its core, it's doing exactly what what I want it to do. And it's helping other people. So maybe that's that, you know, and it's, um, that's actually been shown in some studies that I cannot reference right now. But I do remember do remember that they (laughs) exist, Um, that just finding meaning in your work really helps with happiness. So just understanding what the meaning is, what the reason for you doing a certain job is, really makes you happier with going to your work. So you're welcome. And also, you might find ways to just in small ways incorporate your values into your day to day. So if you like helping other people, but your job isn't doing that for you, maybe you can go volunteer as well when when you're done. Or maybe you can uh, do a sports activity. And I don't know how that's helping other people. But you know, (laughs) maybe if um, one of your values is authenticity. You can find some new way of being authentic with your friends or being authentic at your work or being authentic in the way you dress. Like it just it can be really, really small things. Being authentic with what you say, what your preferences are. Actually, you know what? I don't want to eat Chinese today. I don't love Chinese. I don't know why I kept saying that I did. I don't. Um, why don't we have Indian instead? Great. Now you, you know, you've been authentic in just a normal, small little way in your day to day. But being aware of that and realizing, okay, I've incorporated one of my values, you know, you can almost tick that off every day and you feel good about yourself. And it's all about feeling good about yourself in it. That is the purpose of life. And then lastly, it's really useful to try and focus on your value when you're trying to achieve a goal, because goals are so crazy important in our society somehow. It's as if, you know, you've wasted your life if you haven't had lots of goals and you've achieved them all. But a goal is very external. It's very extrinsic. And finding the intrinsic motivation for it and saying, okay, yes, I want to be a famous drummer, But the reason I want to be a famous drummer is not to be on the cover of Rolling Stone magazine, but because I really want to bring joy to other people or because I want to connect with other people or because uh, it makes me feel like I'm tapping into my authentic self when I'm drumming. (laughs) And you're focusing on the activity there and you're focusing on the process and it makes you a lot happier on the way by staying focused on the value of it and it makes the outcome less important because you're not doing it for that. So if you never do reach your goal of getting on that cover of Rolling Stone magazine, you will still have had a happy life because you've done your drumming all along, which is something you enjoy doing. And if there are setbacks, they don't kill you, (laughs) they don't ruin you because, you know, 
it doesn't really matter what the external outcome is. You've been doing the thing you like. And yes, it's always nice to get some kind of external validation and feedback. But if that becomes the final destination, the only goal that makes you happy, you're in trouble. Um, This is also part of a book I am currently reading, and that's probably going to feature in this at some point, which is called The Passion Paradox. And it's about how passion is a good thing. We want to find our passion in life, but there is a difference between obsessive passion and uh, the other the other type. I've not read all of the book yet, as you can tell. <laughs> but there is healthy passion, which is focusing on the process, and it's focusing. So I want to write a book because I really enjoy the enjoy the process of writing. And then I may get really excited when my book gets published. But if I stay focused on that too long, I will not be happy. I will not go back to the process of doing the thing that I like to do. And I'm much more likely to maybe cheat or, you know, try and find tricks to get another hit rather than going back to what I enjoyed about it, which was the writing. And um, that is you know, very tightly linked with the value. So trying to focus on the process, focus on the value, focus on the thing that's important to us rather than the outcome is going to make us a lot more happy, 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 happy. And I've been trying to do that too because uh, I do the things I talk about. (laughs) I don't know. But yeah, so lastly, I just want to say you might already be questioning me over there in your armchair saying, Botan, I have listened to this podcast, but I have a problem because my first and my second value contradict each other. <gasps> There's tension or whatever. Or, for example, uh, my job both has my my main value and it's going against another value. So the question here is, what do I do? You know, which one do I follow? And I think what's important there is just to figure out which one is the more important one to you. It's really good to identify that there is a tension between two opposing values and to figure out, is this is this uh, negotiable? Is there something I can do about this? Or do I just say, yes, but this uh, this certain value is more important to me than the other one, so I will I will just live with the fact that I have to go against this one in order to fulfill, fulfill the other. It's a question for you. You have to figure out what you want to do yourself because nobody else can answer that question for you. Um, but it's, uh, it's always useful to... <laughs> Why am I doing so many accents? <laughs> I'm really tired. Please forgive me. But it's always useful to just be aware of your values, of potential tension between different values and of ways that you can incorporate your values into your day-to-day. I hope that made sense. I hope uh, it has helped you a little bit. I hope it was clear. If you have any questions, just give me a call. I would be happy to answer them. Let me know what your values are. My values are authenticity and joy, happiness, adventure, independence, fairness, equality. I have all of them. What can I say? I'm great. Yeah, so um, share this with people that may be able to use it, which is everybody. In case you were wondering, everyone could use a little bit of value in their life. So share this with people that want to hear it. Uh, leave the others alone. And if you'd like, please follow me on Instagram at Gotam Happiness Pod, on Facebook, my Gotam Quest for Happiness, or check out aldo.lu for all of the episodes, more information, other podcasts, and so on. Thanks again for listening in. I hope it helped. I shall see you next time. Goodbye.